This episode is sponsored by Code Chrysalis, Tokyo's number one coding bootcamp. See what a Code Chrysalis education can do for your future. Change your life and learn how to code. Welcome to another episode of Tokyo Speaks. Uh, this is episode 89. Yes, episode 89, almost at 100. Um, yeah, so Tokyo Speaks, uh, for new listeners, uh, it's a podcast that highlights the international community here in Japan. Um, about three years ago, I started this under a different name, uh, Raw Urban Mobile Podcast. And then um, after a few years... Um, my original co-host left the show, and I started doing it by myself, but then I rebranded to Tokyo Speaks, and now I have guest hosts to help me host the show, and I always feature some cool, amazing, interesting person doing cool stuff, right, in Tokyo and surrounding areas. Uh, I'll introduce my guest host first. Well, I'll let her introduce herself, actually. Hey, guys. I'm Janique Nicole. I am a singer-songwriter. I have been featured on a Raw Urban Mobile podcast before. Yes, you so have. This is like my second time visiting. <laughs> you, you were in the van, right? I was in the van, So yeah. I, I used to podcast out of a van. Yeah, so... Um, it was dope. It was dope. It was really dope. But um, when my partner went away, the van went away. So, mm. um, yeah. But it was really cool. I think cool, pretty man. much everybody enjoyed it once they got in there. Yeah, podcasting on the streets of Tokyo inside of a van. All right, so yeah, that's a little backstory on my podcast. Yeah, so I am very, very excited to feature this person today. She's seen as a pioneer for mixed race music artists in Japan. Uh, she bursted on the scene in 1999, I believe, about 13, 14 years old. Uh, this past July marked her 21st anniversary um, okay. in the music industry. <laughs> And I'm very, very um, honored and, and glad and excited to have this person on. Uh, welcome, beautiful, the talented Crystal K. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. <laughs> yes. So I'd like to let people introduce themselves. So give us a little intro of who you are for those um, who don't know you. You pretty much introduced me, uh, though. No, no. There's <laughs> a lot, it's a lot more you can say, I know. I um, hi, guys. I'm Crystal K. I am American. And Korean. My mother's Korean. Uh, my dad's from New Jersey. And uh, I was born and raised in Japan. And I started singing. Well, my first job was when I was four. I did a lot of commercial jingles. And then one of the songs got in a lot of calls. And we decided to turn that into a full song. And that was my debut single in, yeah, July 1st, on July 1st, 1999. And yeah, I've been singing ever since. Amazing, amazing. Yes. And you know, you two have Thanks. a lot in common, I think. We right? do, yeah. That's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were talking before yeah. uh, we started recording. You said that your mom, Janique? Yeah, my mom actually uh, sang backing vocals for Crystal K That's one time. Insane. I believe it was back in like 2004, uh-huh. I think. And um, I was 18. God, I wish I I wish I uh, remembered like what the song was and like yeah. what the event was. But I do have the video on YouTube that I can show you later. Okay, it was an event. It was an I I believe so. It was like an event or something. Okay. Um, you're so you have like a um, kind of like a regular backing vocalist, right? That you used to work with. I actually do all my vocals, backing vocals by myself. Well, no, no, no. But I, I, not not for your album. I mean, like, for your shows. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I used to. Uh-huh. So, so maybe, like, two. I would have two female mm-hmm. vocalists. I think one of them my mom was pretty good friends with. Oh, And okay. so she kind of got um, her onto the, your gig. Oh. Yeah, the one time. Wow, <laughs> we're gonna have to. You have to show me the the real. Thing I will definitely show about. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew there was some connections. I, knew. <laughs> I just knew it. It's a small world. It's Even very smaller small. Here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I didn't want to forget. Uh, mm-hmm. But does anybody know what today is? 
What's today? It's Maki and I Monday. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's today? <laughs> okay, I'm I'm not like it, yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> tell us about Maki and I Monday. Oh, Christy. so Maki and I Monday is uh, a sh- well every every Monday is I go on Instagram live from 9 p.m. and I just kind of started this to kind of you know because Mondays like today it's raining yeah. yeah and for people that have to go to into the office or school it's like uh and you know another week so i just thought and it was i i started when we were in quarantine oh yeah so just kind of like a fun little instagram live i can connect with people from all over i mean cuz instagram live everyone can watch from everywhere right right so just a little pick me up for yeah. Mondays. Nice. Like a little motivation. I saw the one last Monday. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. It was pretty <laughs> interesting. And uh, so today is Monday, but. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, you yeah. guys can help me decide what yeah. theme. Because the I theme? have a theme every week. Okay. Like, what, what are some examples of your theme? Anything. Like, <laughs> what's your favorite childhood candy? Or, oh. like, what was your fa- uh, most memorable, like, first date? Okay. Or who do you want to say I'm sorry to? Like everything. Oh, nice. Did you do the yeah. first date already? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, today is Monday. We're, we're mm-hmm. recording this on a Monday, so you won't. Uh, by the time this comes out. Yeah. Um, but you can catch the next Monday. Thank Mark you. Monday. <laughs> Monday. Yeah, on Crystal's uh, IG. Interesting how I first learned about you. Uh, mm-hmm. So I moved to Japan in 2012. Me too. Oh, eight oh, you years did? ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, wow. yeah, yeah, eight years ago. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Like after the earthquake, yeah, yeah. yeah after everyone it. left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, my parents stayed though. I don't know what's wrong with them. No, I'm just <laughs> 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 they love it. They do. They, yeah. No, they really do. I think that like this is their forever home. I oh. think. Yeah. When you love Japan, you you willing to stay here. No yeah. Matter how if many earthquakes. You come here mm-hmm. once, like, <laughs> you can never go back. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I got here. Uh, yeah. 2012 this is like maybe september october like around mm-hmm. this time same and wow <laughs> i can't remember uh the month but i want to say november december i went to a i hope you remember this a boxing match uh-huh and it was in the tokyo what is it tokyo american club city or no. hall dome i forgot the tokyo, name. Dome. tokyo, tokyo dome ah mm-hmm. uh, city hall whatever uh-huh. and i saw you i was with my friend uh-huh and he told me who you were. Uh-huh. But we, we sat pretty close to you. And I, I'm not sure if you were with your mom, but you was with another woman. Probably and then he was like, oh, that, that's Crystal K. So you probably don't remember that. <sighs> Wait, I, I think I have the fighter's name. Uh, the main event was uh, Tomohiro to Easy Ebisu. I think that was the I main fight. I need to fight. see his face. Yeah, he's, <laughs> I'm he, so he, bad he represented with uh, Jim in Yokohama, though. Hey. Okay. Yeah, it was one of the guys from my gym I was going to. Oh. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. It makes sense. So you were you a boxer? Yeah, I still do. Oh. <laughs> but I she don't I haven't <laughs> I haven't okay. gone to that gym in a while, but Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty hardcore. Okay. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, so don't mess yeah. with Crystal. She she throw them, she throw them hands. I can kick too. <laughs> she can kick. Oh, that's yeah. really good exercise. Yeah, I've, I've done it like on occasion um, mm. when I was going to a gym as well. Yeah. yeah, it's great cardio. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I, I learned oh, okay. about you. Yeah. And um, did you know? Like, when did you first learn about Crystal? Probably when I was here as a kid. Actually. Okay, oh, that's right. Yeah. You yeah. Really? So. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Let me see. Nineteen ninety nine. I was like ten. So. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, first, I wanted to ask you, ladies. Um, you know, as singers, songwriters, mm-hmm. uh, performers, how has COVID nineteen been? I know it's pretty rough, but talk about that a little bit. Like, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure shows slowed up. Mm-hmm. What have you been doing? And do you see any signs of hope? Like for more, uh, more shows. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, for me, I don't know about you because it's 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 probably a bit different for you since you're like an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, for me, like I was actually on a tour 
when COVID started. I was um, singing backing vocals for um, Kubota Toshinobu. Oh, okay. And uh, pretty much right at the end of the tour, they were like, okay, that's it. Like, <laughs> we're going to have to reschedule the last like four shows. So uh, they were like, maybe we'll do it in the summertime. Summertime mm-hmm. came and they were like, okay, just kidding. Uh, maybe next year. <laughs> so um, right now I was looking like maybe March of next year. Next year. I'm hoping that, yeah, by the springtime, things do pick back up again. Because mm-hmm. uh, right now I haven't really been working at all. Like, um, aside from touring uh, with different artists, I also sing at like lounges and mm-hmm. like for special events like weddings or mm-hmm. um, things like that. And um, yeah, all of that's kind of come to a stop. Uh, but I've noticed that some lounges are beginning to open back mm. up. And um, I'm I'm booked for a New Year's gig, so oh nice, me <laughs> <hopefully>, too, <laughs> great. <laughs> so Yay. hopefully, yeah, things will start picking back up like towards the end of this year, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it just you know that type of uh, pandemic hits the in- entertainment industry, the Oof. travel industry. Oh, so we got hit first. I feel like, probably. yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor venues, yeah, because mm. yeah. the way they were reporting it mm. on the media. It, it's kind of weird. Like in Japan, they make it like we did something wrong <laughs> sometimes, you know, like, ah, they got it first or the nightlife people. And then it's like, but they're still functioning, you know, business. Like you right. can't just point fingers and yeah. people got to eat. Exactly. So that's that was super unfortunate. Um, and like the small live houses and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, same for me. Like everything just stopped. I was like, oh shoot. Mm. But I still have my hairspray, the musical. Yay! That was, that was canceled we stopped though. Right? Too. <gasps> yeah. yeah. No. We had to cancel oh, that too. I, read about they, that. I think they were like waiting till the last minute because we hadn't even started rehearsals yet. And I was mm. like, okay, I don't have the script yet. Like, are we still doing this? And then it was like, yeah, we're gonna cancel slash postpone. Mm. so when that was confirmed i was like damn like everything just got real yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, what character were you playing if you don't mind me asking i was motor mouth mabel oh yeah oh that's dope maybe the, they rescheduled it for we're hoping like maybe in two years but then it's like can we get the same crew the cast like schedule wise oh, right yeah so that i hope that happens because interestingly the timing is kind of perfect with the whole you know black lives matter yeah exactly that's going on and and also interestingly i was the only black cast (laughs) not not surprised yeah Yeah, i'm actually not really surprised (laughs) and it was it was kind of i never thought about it this way but i think people from abroad were concerned like why are japanese people portraying black folks uh, okay. for this play when yeah. when it's about segregation and mm. stuff yeah. like that how can they portray yeah that, how can that, they um, message and like there was the rule like we are not doing blackface mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah good good very good because shout out to Bayer. Yeah, yeah yeah but it was like for japan you know it's not it's not common for people of color uh actresses and actors so yeah so what are the options yeah what are the options and you know it's been like that so but then you know abroad of course there's you know so many uh diversity so i was like oh that's interesting yeah but that would have been super cool hope it still happens i hope so too that would have been your second time yeah that would have been my second time but um you know instagram live and Mm. uh stay at home videos and cool projects like the musical world did where we recorded everyone and we sang um musical numbers and stuff um hoping to kind of you know send positive energy and message to all the um hospital workers Mm, you know yeah Yeah. because they were probably super in on the front lines and struggling and yeah really stressed yeah yeah and then um a few online festivals which i thought was really cool yeah so yeah hopefully i mean and they're starting to do show uh shows now but only with the half capacity okay yeah Yeah. socially distancing yeah (laughs) yeah so hopefully next by next spring 
for summer. Yeah, yeah. I really hope so. Yeah. yeah. And the Olympics and stuff is coming. Right? Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll <laughs> I don't know see. if that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, so, yeah, moving on. Uh, yeah, so let's uh, talk about your, the beginning of your music career now. Uh, what came on the scene at 13, 1999. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. It's being so young and starting your career. Mm. How did it come about? <sighs> so... My mother, she sings. She still sings and she performs. And she had a, I don't know, commercial. How do you say that? Like commercial career? Like she was signed mm. and okay. everything. And so she had a friend who owns a. What's that? Say Saku Gaisha. Say Saku Gaisha. Sorry, I'm going to have to. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's all good. Juggle sometimes. A production company. Okay. Okay. Um, and they've their main focus was on doing jingles and sound production That's for cool. yeah commercial and stuff like that. So he needed a child's voice. So he's like, yo, Sincere, can I borrow Crystal? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it started. My first gig was when I was four for a, a game player, PC Engine Duo. Okay. And from then, I just started singing a lot of commercial songs and jingles. And then when I was 11, I did a, a commercial song for A&A uh, Airline. And this drink called Bitami Wota. Mm. And both of them got in a lot of calls. So we were like, uh, why don't we just turn them into a full song? And then, yeah. Eternal. Eternal memories. Eternal memories. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's when I started uh, as a professional singer, but I didn't know what was going on. (laughs) (laughs) Like I've always wanted to, I knew I wanted to sing Mm. and I wanted to entertain and perform ever since I was a kid. You know, my mom sings, I would follow her, like she couldn't find babysitters, so she would like leave me in the the dressing room. (laughs) And my dad was in a band playing the bass and stuff like that. So I was always surrounded by music. And I just knew I was like, oh, when I when I grow up, I'm going to be Michael and Janet. So but I didn't know, you know, the the logistics yeah. of it all. Right. Yeah. I just like to perform and sing. And it just kind of meshed into me being a professional singer from doing commercial songs. So, yeah, I debuted when I was 13, and it was funny because I would see, I would go to the record store and see my my singles and be like, oh, wow, and check out the Billboard charts and be like, why isn't my song on the Billboard (laughs) chart? Because it's like, for me, music is just universal, right? Yeah. So I didn't know the, I didn't distinguish the american charts and the ah, japanese charts sense. yeah <laughs> so i'm like hmm, like i don't i don't understand and i was like oh okay i'm a, I'm a japanese singer so yeah <laughs> yeah and um too bad instagram wasn't around you yeah i know, I know. <laughs> yeah, social media would have really yes put you out there yeah. yeah so it was kind of like a, a roller coaster and i was juggling school yes because i was going to was school yeah. and i would have to wake up at like 4 50 a.m every day because our school, like military school, starts yes. at 725. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. early. And I was living in Yokohama. Mm. And from middle school, we'd have to take the school bus to Yokosuka, mm. the naval base in Yokosuka. Mm. And I was doing basketball and marching band and promoting on the weekends. So wow. I don't know how I did it. <laughs> I had permanent bags like until I graduated high school. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> did your did yeah. your parents like um at some point um like sit you down and say, Hey, you have to do this now and you have to be responsible and Nope. No? It's just <laughs> <laughs> I was just doing my thing. Just doing and thing. My mom would be the one be like, Oh, just skip school. Like, you know, <laughs> you don't have to go, like rest. I'm like, Nope. You know, I, I couldn't let my grades go down and mm. Stuff like that. So, I and I, I think I work really well under pressure. Maybe that trained me, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I enjoy trying to accomplish things. So, and it was fun because I, I don't think a lot of artists have the opportunity to live 
the normal school life, schoolgirl right. life, and a career. Mm. So as hard and tough as it was, I think thinking thinking back, it's a, a blessing. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you said your father was a base basis. Um, mm -hmm. He he was also in the navy, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I got a partner. My the guy the my ex former co host. Mm -hmm. He said he knows you. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. My dad be emailing me like, oh, I was at the commissary and somebody was like, yeah, I listened to J pop and then he'd be like having a conversation. <laughs> like, oh, you know, Chris, okay. yeah, that's my daughter. I'm sure that happens yeah. like all the time, right? Aww. But it's kind of weird though, like in the states at a grocery store. Oh, in the states? Yeah, in the okay. states. Wow. He lives in the states right now. Okay. Yeah. So I was wow. like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting, though, that your dad plays bass, because, like, my dad played bass, too. What? <laughs> really? In, in, wow. in the Air Force. Okay. Um, he doesn't really play it now. He he sings now. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, that's, like, it, it's so funny. Like, everything that you said, I'm like, oh, me what? too. <laughs> <laughs> well, except for, like, the whole, like, debut thing. I'm like, uh, oh. I was 10, so though. Cool. I did my first commercial. Like, I had to do a kind of a jingle wow. for, for Sony uh, when I was 10. Oh, how <laughs> That was my cool. first gig. So is your favorite instrument the bass? Because um, I listened to a song, I learned the song with the bass. Ah, I never really thought about what my favorite um, instrument is. Actually, That's my sound like my favorite sound. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. I will say, yeah, it, like um, sometimes, like when I hear a really good bass line, I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just it does, does something, something to me. To me. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. I have a question mm -hmm. though. Like, mm -hmm. how was it like? So you're, you're juggling school and your career, right? Mm -hmm. And then all of your extracurricular activities. Yeah. Did kids ever kind of try, like, outcast extra me? try to be your friend because of oh. or, or that too? Or, or outcast you because, like, oh, you're famous kind of thing? You know, I think that was the beauty of being in on the base. Oh, okay. Uh, um, the, it was very diverse, uh, Filipino, Black. Mexican, Japanese, yeah. white. We were all friends. I mean, we did have clicks, but we all got along. Mm -hmm. So there was never really that outcast thing or like, oh, I mean, sometimes they'll be like, oh, that's the singer girl, you know? Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, oh, hey, Chris, okay, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But no, it was it was very like a utopian <laughs> <That's> <laughs> environment. Good. That is the base though. I feel like yeah. when, you, when you grow up on the base, you're like in this bubble. Mm, yeah, because there were so many things I felt like I was sheltered from, uh, and then like when I left, I was like, "Oh, so, 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 so. it got real. Like this yeah. is life." Okay, <laughs> that's why I always imagine like how what kind of person I would have been if I was raised in the states, okay, yeah. or grew up in the states. I, and, I, and I think the opposite. Like, what if I would have stayed, uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, in Japan and so like man. on the base? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, it's a totally different environment. It is, mm -hmm. and then depending on what state you're in. Mm -hmm. Too, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so crazy just how different like being on the base is versus mm -hmm. like when you when you get to america and it's such a culture shock as a mm. kid you know because you're just kind of innocent and you're like yeah. oh everything's great and then you go to the states and you're like oh like <laughs> ouch you know <laughs> yeah i can i can imagine because it's it's weird because the the base once you get on base it's pretty much America, it right? Is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, but like the good part of it, yeah, like the it's the suburbs basically uh, of America. There's no, there's no projects. There's no, <laughs> there's no hood. You know what I mean? It's just, it's suburban America. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Wow, very yeah. tiny suburban America. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so talk about your first album. That what about fourteen years old? Mm -hmm. You had your first album. Um, how did that come together? Um, who did you work with? Um, so the production company was already a, a team of very talented and musically inclined people. Like the engineer was super good and the the head of the company was in a band. So he has a really good, sen great sense of like, music. Mm. Um, so I think it was pretty the westernized. Gotcha. In a okay. sense, like the sound they would choose and the direction. Because I think when I first came out, I was heavily R&B, I think, with a touch of J-pop. Mm. Um, and so it was really fun. And 
I was super influenced by 99. So it's like Destiny Child, mm-hmm. Aaliyah, yeah. uh, TLC, Mariah, and all that stuff. And like Dark Child yeah. Productions. Janine, yeah. Janine. So I was like, I want to do that sound. Like, let's do that. So they were they were like, yeah, 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 let's do that. They were oh, super open and like loose. So you had a lot of like control over your music. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah, Did you yeah. do any writing initially or? Um... Mm, a little bit because uh, I would mix uh, English and Japanese. Uh, okay. So I would throw in some English um, lyrics. But I think writing-wise, um, I left it up to the writer, the producer, because he, he would be able – he he did everything, basically. And it's funny because I'm 13, so – I'm singing about love songs and stuff like that, but I, I don't <laughs> really know. understand what's going on. You know, I was looking at some of the titles of, of the song of, the of songs my first album, like, album how, right? How would she? Yeah, sing yeah, about yeah. They were pretty. <laughs> they were pretty out there. Kind of like, reminds me of like JoJo. You, you uh, know JoJo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, was yeah. 13, I believe, when she yeah, came out she too. Was. So I'm like, what do you know? Like, because she she covered like Week by um, SWV, uh-huh. and I'm like, what you know about? You know, she can weak in the knees. Sing. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know. I didn't know what that meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but it was super fun. Okay. Because it was very comfortable, a homey environment they created. And plus, like, the guy was, like, family because he's friends with my mom. Right. So, yeah. And then, oh, yeah, go ahead. No, no. no, 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 no and then? And then? <laughs> and then? Um, I think as I got older and one of the songs, I think the the biggest hit was Koini Ochitara, which was very J-pop driven. Mm. So, and it was a theme song for a drama, TV ah, drama series. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think that's when the the mainstream uh, audience was like, oh, okay, I, I like her. I know who that is kind of thing. So then, you know, the label started trying to keep that sound J-pop. going. Yeah, the yeah. J-pop sound. And I was super torn, like, because singles, we had to focus on that sound. Uh, and I could only do what I really gravitated towards, like, more R&B album. side mm-hmm. on the album. Wow. Ah, okay. So it was like a mix, like a balance we had to do. And I think... Um, the label, well, I was with Sony, mm-hmm. but I think since there wasn't any other artists like me, like a mixed half black, half Korean yes. mm-hmm. girl, they didn't really know what to do with me. How to market sound you. Wise, yeah. yeah, market. Yeah. Um, sound wise, visually. So, yeah, I felt like the 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 core I had in the beginning, like that R&B style, started kind of thinning, uh. you know. So I was like, well, like, what's my identity music-wise? Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a struggle. Yeah. And then when as I got older, I was like, okay. Actually, like, I started embracing it. Because I think my thing was I can sing. Like, my voice or the way I sing can be the R&B, like, the black essence Absolutely. of it. On a J-pop track. Okay. Mm-hmm. I hear that. I definitely you know? do. Yeah. So then I shifted my mentality, like the way I th- thought and like, it, I have to think of it as a more positive thing. Mm. So then that I started embracing that sound. And yeah, lately I kind of want to revisit my first album. Oh, okay. And kind of make like a 2.0, like oh, the nice. adult version. That would be great. Now, now I know about love. and Yeah, yeah, So it's also really fun singing my old songs. Yeah. Because I sound totally different. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, I, so it's interesting you said, you said that, that you, uh, you know, when you were doing the singles, you went away from what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I came across a lot of, um songs you did with uh inflow mm-hmm. same yeah uh, oh cool i love them yes um verbal right is, yeah is verbal the, and the lyricist on mm-hmm. in the, of the group so um and lisa yeah and i was like i was listening to a few songs i was like oh crystal got bars <laughs> <laughs> i was like she was trying to spit there i was like yeah. <laughs> oh my god 
<laughs> did you did you write like your own yeah. rap? You wrote nice. Yeah. Okay. And he helped me out a little oh, bit. Oh, he did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean a verbal. Verbal yeah, help yeah, you yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, But I was just like, how is this? How is this? Yeah. <laughs> and he would kind of help me with the the not so no, the cadence. Mm. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was fun. I I think they were a highlight in my during my career. Mm. Mm. Because I think, and I'm sure a lot of people agree, uh, they are the pioneers of like westernized J-pop. Yes, absolutely. Yes, um, playing with very western sounds and being very ex- uh, experimental, mm. but like not uh, not afraid to push the envelope. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, and it sounds really good, and it's very natural the mm. way they play with english and japanese Mm, mm. so i feel like they're the ones that introduced that kind of international school kids vibe because they went to saint mary's they went to yeah yeah yeah, they went to international school that's funny that's my rival school because i went to international Ah. school too after um oh okay after i left kind of left the base like Mm -hmm. uh, i went to santa maria so in the states here oh here Mm -hmm. Oh, bougie. <laughs> Very bougie. It, it was expensive. Yeah. Where, where is St. Mary's? St. Mary's is... Tokyo. Setagaya? Setagaya. I think it's near the, the river. Okay. Tama River. Ah, like okay. The, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they brought that whole international school kid vibe that makes to sense. J-pop world. And, yeah, yes. I just was like... They kind of opened my eyes a little more and... Gave me a little more confidence mm. in really playing with English That's and like good. throwing it in there. So how did y'all meet? How did how did you meet uh, Verbal and How April? did we meet? Um, well, before I jumped on their Enflow Loves project, uh, Verbal was my very first uh, rap guest like uh, collaboration. Okay. okay, on a song called Ex Boyfriend. I, I think I've heard that. I think yeah, I heard that one, yeah, I think it's on my third album, fourth album, and then I was like fifteen, and we didn't really, we didn't really have time together in the studio because I had to go home, because <laughs> like, I had school, you gotcha. know. So he would, I would do my vocals, and then he would come in and do his rap part, but I'd have to go home. So it's like a uh, team, ta- like tag team. Yeah. And then uh, Taku worked on my song uh, "Boyfriend Part 2. It was kind of like a remix, and then he produced it. And that's how we met. And then he produced another song called Hard to Say, uh, which featured Sphere of Influence and Sora Sanzen. And that was very, like, kind of dark child, kind of brandy-ish influenced mm. gotcha. track. Um, yeah. And then they called me on to their uh, M-Flow Loves after Lisa left for a moment. Okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we did a, the the first song was I like it. I like that song. <laughs> Thank I like you. It. I like that song. <laughs> and that was also a commercial song for a uh, school like Modo Gakuin, Modo Gakuin, commercial. And we were actually on the commercial too. Oh, okay. I don't think yeah. That's not that. But like, it was just very natural. Like we were like family. You know, the whole English speaking international school vibe. Nice. It's just nice. very natural. So, and then now we're working together again. Um, oh, really? Verbals in my same management. Okay. Oh, wow. So, and Taku too. So, yeah, it's like full circle. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, I've been yeah. following uh, him and his wife Yoon. Yeah, they're killing yeah, it killing right it. now in the fashion industry. Shout out oh, to nice. Ambush. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yoon is killing yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Yeah, cool. So, you know, talk uh, a little bit about, you know, I guess you're in the middle of your music career. And at what point do you um, do you experience, um, I guess, discomfort or just like, um, you know, being half black, mm-hmm. half Korean, um, technically how would they put it want to put it technically not japanese but you mm. grew up here when 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 did you start getting a whiff of this like negativity about you not being mm. japanese i don't think there has been like a moment where i was like oh no it's just kind of was lingering mm. like uncertainty kind of 
Um, and also, Japanese people aren't super like vocal about yes. those mm. kind of stuff.、Yes. So, the only time I would see that or feel that is if I look it up on the internet.、Uh. You know, there's always that, those, the trolls. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right.、Um, but now it's been like, there's so many mixed kids in the industry、yeah. and in sports, and、yes. now Naomi's killing it. Killing so. It. And Dewey in the NBA.、Yes. So we really need those kind of people to kind of let the Japanese or youth like、okay. realize, like, oh, wow, it's actually really cool to be、yes. half black or mixed.、Um, and their they, sense of pride in being, Jap- or being from Japan or having Japanese blood.、Um, but when I, grew, when I was growing up, there weren't. It wasn't much representation. No.、Yeah. Um, there were a lot of you know, half white, half Japanese kids,、right. or half black, half Japanese. And I mean, we would all be hanging out.、Mm. Um, and I didn't really know the difference between Japan and Korea, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I'm a lot a of kid, people still don't. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, yeah. yeah, we're half black and half Asian or、mm. Japanese、yeah. mix.、Um, But it's because we're also in the, the base, the bubble. Right. Got you. Yeah. So I think I've always kind of had like a complex in a way, like when I'm in outside the base.、Um, and when I started singing and saw a little bit of the negativity online and stuff like that.、Mm-hmm. And. But then I still didn't really understand. Like, I didn't know how to identify myself.、Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of grew up in the limelight with that. Yeah. So, somewhere, like, I'm not fully, I wasn't able to be fully proud of who I was.、Um, and my mom would always mention, like, you know, you need to be more proud. Like, people would kill to have your hair or like <laughs> skin or whatever, you know?、Um, but I couldn't really understand it. And then she'd be like, and you, that's probably, you have something that you're not proud of or whatever. That's what I hear that in your voice. Oh, oh wow. wow. That's deep. Yeah, she would tell me that. And I didn't understand that. But、mm. I see what she was. I see what she means now.、Mm. Um, and I think me going to New York、mm. kind of helped me break that shell.、Uh, I went to New York 2013 to 2015, and it was, it was back and forth. Like every month, I would be flying back and forth. But I wanted to challenge uh, myself um, musically in the States, hoping it would、um, get me a deal or something, you、mm. know, to start my career in the US. But it was so, it was tough.、Um, and that was the first time ever living alone. Oh, wow. Living abroad. Yeah, in New York. <laughs> in New York, right? <laughs> New York is so cutthroat, too. It、oh、my is.、God. And it's harsh and it's lonely. So that's when I started realizing like, how much I'm Japanese, how Japanese I am,、mm. and what I needed, what I lacked. Like when I would meet. Important people or producers or someone's manager, I didn't know how to pitch myself. Because、mm. I'm like, you know, growing up in Japan, it's like the the nail that sticks out. Yes. Gets hammered the gets hardest. Gets hammered the hardest. So then it's it's very consensus based society, right?、Um, and it's not really like people here are like, where are you from? Like, be proud of your heritage and stuff、right. like that. So, I never really questioned that either. And then going to New York, it's like everyone's trying it's to. It's the jungle. It's the jungle. Everyone's trying to catch that American dream、mm. from all over the world. So, they're like, everyone's so sure of what they want, what they want yeah,、so、who、hungry. they are. They're really hungry and they'll fake it till they make <laughs> right? it. Yes, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> so, I didn't have any of those, the, the mentality. Yeah. So, When I would meet those people and I'm not able to be like, yo, I'm Crystal K, check me out.、Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of quiet, you know?、Yeah. They're like, they take it the opposite way, like, oh, she thinks 
she can make it because she has a career in Japan. Like she's stuck up kind of thing. Ah, and I'm like, okay. no, that's the last <laughs> thing I'm trying and, to do. And that's the difference between growing up in Japan and growing up yeah. in America. When you get to America, no matter where you are, whether you're in New York or whether you're just in school, like a little elementary school kid, mm-hmm. like everybody's like, oh, okay, you think you better than me because you yeah. did this and that. And it's like, whoa, no. <laughs> <laughs> Help. <laughs> so that was that was very I guess that was a moment for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my God, what do I do? What am I supposed to do? And I was like, oh, maybe if I take acting classes, it would help me. Mm. So then I started looking for acting classes and then I went to this guy and he was like, and I was telling him my situation. He's like, you know what? It seems like maybe you need um show. Oh shit. What is it called? <laughs> uh, social anxiety class. Oh, wow. Because he was doing public speaking, acting, and social, anxi- social anxiety class. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Wow. And he was like, you know what? It sounds like you need maybe acting class and social anxiety class. I was like, what? <laughs> wow. So then I took those classes. And it's not like that was a breakthrough for me or anything, but it gave me a place. It was kind of like AA class. Like, <laughs> <laughs> There would be so many people from all walks of life, like CEOs of a company, mm. oh, wow, like people like that. But they had issues where he knows how to control a room, like uh, have leadership, take leadership of his office and workers. But when he's set in a social setting, like he doesn't know what to do oh. kind of thing. So that class would teach us like skills on how to communicate or how to communicate uh, leadership and stuff like that, and we would do exercises. So that was that was kind of cool. But most importantly, um, before I had to go home, because basically I was putting my career in Japan on hold, <laughs> uh, I had to come back, and um, I didn't, I couldn't really accomplish what I intended, but. I was there working with a lot of producers, doing demos. I probably made like over 60 songs while I was there. Really? Wow, that's a lot. And it was just like, you know, unconsciously planting a lot of seeds. And I think it was more of a journey as a person mm. for me. Yeah. Um. So it, it made me a little stronger. And before I went home, I was like, okay, I want to solidify something like maybe i couldn't get the deal but i need to accomplish something and i was like what is that i was like i need to do a show so i decided to do a show at rockwood um and i called my friend looking for a guitarist i was like okay i want to do acoustic and i had never done anything like this like putting a show together by By myself i read about that yeah (laughs) So everything was super new and it was it just felt like back to square one, like back to basics. And it was good because it was like a, a humbling experience for mm-hmm. me and I needed to do that. And, you know, I was like, okay, this is my first performance ever outside of Japan. I don't even know if people are going to come watch me. So I chose the smallest room and I only had Instagram to uh, promote it. And then Rock would call me and they're like, uh it sold out in like minutes so can you do another day and i was like what wow that's great yeah so and you know the set list they wanted me to do a 45 minute set and i'm like okay what am i gonna do should i do my japan songs (laughs) um i'll do a little bit of cover and maybe some some songs (laughs) 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 i actually did spit some bars oh really (laughs) oh wow And some songs I did release while I was in in the States, Rule Your World and stuff like that. So I put that together and it was like my baby and I was so nervous. And then, boom, I was just like my raw self. Because it was like a hajime mashite to my English fan or uh, American fans, you know. And it was so fun. Everyone had a great time. They were singing along and they're like, yo, we drove like five hours to come see you. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, it was, it it was 
an amazing feeling. And I was like, damn, why didn't I do this earlier? <laughs> like, I could have done so many more shows and, you know, build on that way. Yeah, you never um, know what, yeah. what, you know, how, how that would have turned out. You know? So, so true. I kind of regretted that, but that gave me a lot of confidence. And I was like, you know, what? I need to give myself more credit. Mm. And I was able to go home with that confidence and kind of like break the shell kind of thing. Yes. And then I came back. So New York was, I think, a big boost in in that sense for my identity, being half black and half Korean. Nice. Yeah, that yeah. was a moment. That was a moment. Yeah. yeah, that was the moment. Then you came back to Japan like, yo, yo. I'm Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cootie Chan. Yeah, I'm Cootie. <laughs> What's good? Cootie from the Hama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, yeah. Moving along, you, you come back to Japan and then what? You get back into your career here in Japan? I get back into my car career and I changed management. I joined LDH. And up until then, I was it was just me and my mom. Like, she was managing me. I think we did well, but she was like, yo, you need to go to a bigger place, like, where they can back you. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I went to LDH and then I collabed with Amuro Namie who's my idol nice. from when I was a kid. And yeah, just trying to push. I don't know. Like, I really want to be the bridge between the East and the West. It sounds very kind of cliche. Yeah, East and the West. <laughs> yeah, yeah, East and the West. But, you know, I don't know. I feel like I have a duty, like, mm. to be that bridge um in the entertainment and especially now that with social media like the borders are becoming super borderless borderless right? yeah. yeah yeah there's no line it's blurred right yeah so yeah and i'm here today yeah. wow yeah so <laughs> like what you know throughout all of this um how important um were your parents you know were they telling you things throughout this journey you were taking, like in New York? Like, did you call them? Did they check up on you? And um, I'm very close with my mom. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm cool with my dad. Mm -hmm. um, my parents separated when I was like eight, okay, nine. So it was basically me and my mom, and she was like my mentor, mm -hmm. my senpai. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My dad, my mom, my <laughs> manager, <laughs> everything. Girlfriend. Yeah. So. And your critic, right? Oh. Yeah. My the harshest. <laughs> I but <feel> she's you. <laughs> she's the only yeah. one that's gonna tell it like it is, though, right? Um. So it's it was super annoying, like when you're young, like ugh. Right. But now I'm starting to see, like, and I'm like, damn what a blessing to right? have someone like that this close yeah. and especially as a singer there's so many abstract things that take years to for you to learn mm -hmm. like technique and stuff like that but then when you have a mom a singer right there she'd be like oh you just do that yeah do that mm -hmm. would you I'm say like, she was oh. like your vocal coach too yeah yeah same <laughs> same yeah so huge influence mm -hmm. um and you know her being friends with the production company CEO who gave me that job. Yeah. That's how my career started. Right. So until this day, she'd be like, yo, what are you wearing? <laughs> 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 what was that note? Yep. You know? Um, so I think as I get older and when I become a mother, I'm going to feel immense, like even more mm. uh, gratitude. Yeah. Um, yeah. And my dad would always be like, you know, just like like a, a cheerleader. Like, Aww. you know, don't listen to those people. Like, do what you do and um, just focus. Like, boys will come later. He's always <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, and I mean, growing up, too, I would go to so many shows. They would take me to so many concerts. And so just that alone, like, musically. Mm big influence and i love i would listen to what they were listening to like Same. soul funk mm -hmm. all that so yeah naturally very influenced 
by both of them. That's great. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about for you, uh, Janine? Like, what, what yeah. were some of the things you, your mom was telling you? Pretty much same. Like, just um, just being really, really critical. And, um, <laughs> man, like, and I used to, I would, like, cry. I'd be like, Me oh, too. I can't stand her. Like, <laughs> she's so mean. <laughs> like, she would literally, like, because I was really shy as a kid. So, uh-huh. even though I liked singing, she'd be like, okay, sing right now. And I'd be like, <laughs> and she'd be like speak up like you know you have to like you know project yeah. and well obviously you know if you're gonna have that attitude then you're not cut out for this industry yeah. i'd be like oh my god all the time <laughs> oh same wow it was it was really rough and and i hated it and and actually eventually there was a point where i was just like i'm not coming to her for anything like mm. i kind of like shut her out mm. and then eventually i was like mom <laughs> I really want to like do this for real. Like, can you? <laughs> so actually, like when I when I moved here after college, that's when I really started like singing professionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was 23 years old. And just like how you said your mom got you on. My yeah. mom got me on, too. And she would she would take me to all of her gigs. And, um, you know, she'd have me sing a little bit or yeah. something. And, you know, just really trying to like convince the agents and everything like, hey, hire her. Like, she's really good. Aww. And sometimes they were like, oh, yeah, she's really good or she has potential. And sometimes they'd just be like, nah, <laughs> nah, <laughs> I'm good. Like literally. And and it, it, it was definitely a confidence builder for me because mm. I was like, oh, that means like, you know, some people just aren't going to like my voice and that's OK, mm-hmm. you know, and then like some people are. And I think that's how it is in general. Like, I'm pretty sure even for you, like, like, I mean, or, or even somebody like Beyonce, there are so mm-hmm. many people who say like they don't like her <laughs> or like, uh, you know what I mean? Or like, oh, she's OK. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like it just kind of let me know that like I have to do what I do for me yeah. and whoever likes it. Great. Whoever doesn't, it's mm-hmm. not for them. And that's totally fine. Yeah. So. She always said that too. Like not everyone's going to love you, mm-hmm. like, you know? Yeah. 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 So that was, that was definitely a huge thing. And then, and like you said too, cool. like my, my dad was also kind of like my cheerleader. He, he wasn't as critical as my mom. He was mm-hmm. the one that was just like, Oh, I know she said this, but it's okay. Like you're doing great. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Speaking oh, of awesome. uh, Beyonce and like these mega stars, right? Mm-hmm. I, I saw a video of you interviewing. Oh my God. Alicia. <laughs> Alicia Keys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing. I was so nervous. And you said you I, almost peed on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so, it's like those kind of situations, even if the artist is really sweet, the mm. staff are like, yo, like we got to hurry up. Wrap it you know? up. That makes you know? sense. Wrap it you know? Up. So and I'm not an interviewer, you yeah. know what I mean? And I'm just like a huge fan and I'm not comfortable speaking or asking questions in English. I don't know. I hope I'm doing okay right now. Oh, you're, you're doing, doing great. great. You're doing oh my great. god. The vibes are great. I get a little bit uh 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 what's that word? Uncomfortable? Uh not uncomfortable. Nervous? Um, uh self-conscious. Ah, okay, self-conscious. Okay. Self-conscious. Um, because I don't really do interviews in mm. English. But yeah, I was just like, oh, looking back at that, I look like I sound dumb as <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm sure no. you didn't. Oh my god. How, how did that how did that come about? I think that show I think it was like an NHK show. Okay. So she came here. Yeah, she came here for okay. a promotion. Gotcha. And I think a show, a concert, or maybe just promotion for her album. Mm. And they threw me in there like <laughs> threw you in there. <laughs> Like, yeah, they we know you're not an interviewer, but just go. Yeah, just go. Just do it. Yeah. It was like an English show for NHK. And yeah, they asked me to do it. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, oh, man, she was the same, like yeah. very calm, very loving, like a mm. peace person mm. and just very inspiring. And Janet? Oh, I was going to die too. <laughs> because for her, I mean, she's, Alicia's a legend too, but Janet yeah, been in the game. She's mm-hmm. like legend, legend, yeah. right? She's in another galaxy. And also my idol, like, I want to be Michael and Janet when I grow up. Mm. And I've always gotten like, oh, you look like Janet. Mm. Like from when I was little till now. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that too. <laughs> Thanks. So I was like, oh my God, an actual Jackson is in front of me, <laughs> you know? And also there's like things you do not ask her. Oh, uh, okay. What was that? Ooh. Don't talk about Michael. <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. Don't talk about her diet. Oh, oh, man. Don't talk about this. Don't talk about that. And I was like, okay, 
And then as the interview started, she just started talking about all that stuff. Oh, wow. Like, I didn't even say anything. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So she must have felt comfortable. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. And that's, and that, you know, is a reflection of of you as a person. Like, you must be like that amazing that you made Janet feel so so comfortable talking to you about whatever. So that was surprising. She talked about everything. She talked about her brother, her her brother's influence, and like, Mm. yeah. Nice. So. And and what, what year was this? Had Mike already passed? Yeah, I think so. That's probably why I couldn't talk about him. I'm not sure. Then Janet to interview Shatoki to Itzake. Michael got Nakuna to Sugu. Inai? Inai ka. But it was after I worked with Jimmy and Terry. Okay, gotcha. So probably about 10 years, maybe, ago. Oh yeah, so it's right around the time. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow, what a career! Definitely. Yeah, it's nowhere near finished though. No, <laughs> yeah, it's not. Absolutely, it's definitely not. Uh, what you like going forward? Uh, what What are you? Uh, any plans? Any goals? Yeah. My goals is to learn how to use logic. Ah, okay. actually, you know it's actually not um that hard i mean really well, i don't like make beats or anything so uh-huh. i'm not doing that and i'm not like mixing and mastering but as far as just recording your voice and like doing late like layering uh-huh. and, and whatnot moving things around and, and they have good pretty sounds for tracks too, like for making tracks too uh-huh. right yeah yeah if you want to just like use a loop or something like it's mm-hmm. really it's pretty good. Um, and the controls are really simple. Mm. Now, if you want to use something like Pro, Pro Tools, that's oh, impossible. Really? I actually had a subscription to Pro Tools and I was just like, you know what? Nope. I just, <laughs> I let it go. I was like, I can't, oh, I can't do this. So yeah, Logic, trust me, it's it's actually really okay, But then simple. everybody uses Pro Tools, right? So for when um, you go into studio and stuff like that. Well, yeah, I think, well, I don't know. There's like so many um, DAWs out there mm. that like people use. So, a lot of times when I go to a studio or something where I'm working with a producer, I'm like, you use Pro Tools or Logic? And they're like, neither. I use oh, wow. something. I use Audacity. Able to- like, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, something like that. Audacity is free. Oh, yeah. wow. I use Audacity. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, that was more of like an artist side. <laughs> yeah, no way. <laughs> yeah. But my goal um, is to, so I'm working on a cover album right now. And uh, it's my very first cover, al- cover album. Nice. And I'm really excited about it because it's very me. Mm. Um, and they're all Japanese songs, but all male vocalist oh. songs, except for one song. Um, and yeah, I, I had a lot of fun making it. So I hope people love it. But after that, my my next original album, I really want to like do what I want to do sound wise. Um, and that's revisiting when i first started yes. like my first album nice with an essence of me right now um yeah and now that you know we're in the streaming um era mm-hmm. right it doesn't really have to be like okay it, this has to be for a japan release okay you know i want to i always keep in mind the world yes. <laughs> when mm-hmm. i'm creating mm-hmm. um so hopefully something that's that represents me right now um and i could for for the for the world to listen to uh i want to create like a killer album nice i got i got one request what a track with verbal spitting some bars oh yeah easy nice <laughs> nice looking forward bars. to bars bars <laughs> that's all that's all i want is bars you and verbal yeah, I'll tell him that. Yeah. He'd be super down to do that. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like collab with um, artists from around the world. Because I've right. done songs with uh, French rappers and stuff. I like. listened to, to that song. Ah. I was like, oh, that's really cool. He's He has a great voice. Yeah. Nick Fu. Mm. Um, so having that, like I could perform in France too, mm-hmm. like uh, festivals and stuff like that. Yeah. So I really want to do that. And I also want to do acting too mm-hmm. diversity is key right now yes. so yes, yeah yes. would love to do more of that too yeah great whether you're living in the heart of tokyo or anywhere in the world you can learn how to code with code chrysalis if you're a beginner 
Foundations and Foundations Lite are great intro courses to get you started. And if you want to take your skills to a more advanced level, maybe you're ready for the immersive 12-week coding bootcamp. See the link in the description of this episode to schedule a free consultation. And good luck on your coding journey with Code Chrysalis. So, uh, yeah, before we get out of here, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about BLM, Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter. And from my understanding, you did go to the... I did. Yeah, I saw that. The Instagram. March. I was like, oh, she went, yeah. Yeah. To the Black Lives Matter uh, peaceful march. Very yeah. peaceful. Very peaceful, right? Probably the most peaceful march in the world. <laughs> Probably. It's Japan. Yeah. It makes it's sense. It's Japan. <laughs> We're yeah, in like a really to, beautiful um, line. Shout out to Jamie and um, Sierra. Sierra, yeah. It's just two of them. Yeah. <gasps> well, it, yeah, they, they, they were, were they were like the main organizers. Yeah, organizers. But they were, oh, okay, okay. They were also on the podcast a few episodes okay, ago. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to them. But yeah, yeah so you went. Shout out to them. I went. How was it? It was beautiful. Mm. Um, it was kind of rainy, but mm. that didn't stop everyone from coming out and supporting this cause. Um, and it was just so diverse, absolutely, which I thought was very cool. It was. Um, and a lot of Japanese people joined too, yes. which I thought was beautiful. Um, and yeah, it was just super peaceful. Mm. Yeah. And it made me, made me happy. I think it made a lot of people feel connected and hopeful. Um, it's a very... Sensitive subject, um, and even more difficult to explain in Japan because it's different. Like there are, I'm I'm sure there are a lot of issues with um, racial stuff. Yeah. Um, not just for Black folks. Mm. Um, but yeah i was uh very touched by the reaction i was getting from japanese people because i was posting things on my instagram Mm. um just to and translating it in japanese just so they can get the idea of what's going on and why it's going on and i think a lot of people tend to hold back from being vocal about that stuff especially in the industry absolutely right Mm. um but I thought I, being half black and half Korean living in Japan mm-hmm. and doing my music, I felt like I had the duty to mm-hmm. at least explain what is going on yeah. to the Japanese audience. And especially on the social media platform, like I do, it's for English and Japanese speaking people. And I would get a lot of DMs like, oh, wow, I didn't I had no idea what Black Lives Matter stood for or what it meant or why this was happening. Thank you for, uh, you know, letting us know, teaching us what's going on. And, you know, I'm not a specialist. I'm not a doctor, (laughs) but the, the least I can do is just spread awareness no, it, it helps. In it my helps. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it helps because, you know, the media haven't really, Japanese media haven't really been giving it too much justice and, yeah. and getting that message across. Mm. So I think, you know, people like yourself um, and just other, um, whether it be Japanese or just people who can speak Japanese, mm-hmm. uh, to get that message across to Japanese and help them understand, mm. you know. I was pretty impressed, though. Like, a lot of the news stations were covering yeah, they, what's they, going on and even playing the videos of... Have you seen the the uh, clip where three uh, black dudes, one was like 16, one was like in his 20s or 30s, and one was in his 40s, and they were... Uh, trying, they were it, was, it, sat, it looks like an argument, but... Like one of the older guys, like you know, I've been through this before. Like, yes, I saw that, that ain't the right. That. This ain't the way yeah. to go. Yeah. Blah blah blah. And then the young one, he's like taking it in and listening, and it was very, it was powerful, and it looks violent because you know they're super passionate about it. But it's just three generation of black men 
trying to understand yes. each other's point of view. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really beautiful and it was really powerful. And they actually played that clip on the Japanese news with uh Japanese subtitles. Yeah, okay. subtitles. Nice. Okay. So I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. That's great. Well, I, I guess great. there was some good out there, but I, I guess m- what I was talking about was more uh, the NHK. Oh, that thing? Yeah, <laughs> that thing. <laughs> they kind of redeemed oh, themselves man. a little bit because they, they had Baye and yes. uh, a few other people on there. Yeah, they, they did a special what, program. They did a special? Yeah. Yeah, they had like special program. They were like, oh, we need to fix this yeah. yes. real quick, right? Yeah. yeah. So. Um, they probably, it wasn't bad intentions, but yeah. it's like, you really didn't have like an American person you could have <laughs> a black consulted with, with, consulted you know? with. All these black people were in here in Tokyo. Like, what? Yeah. 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 You got you, you got <laughs> Dante <laughs> yes. Carr, you got all these people. Yeah, so yeah. many people. <laughs> oh man, that was that was yeah, that was kind of funny. Yeah. Horrible, but yeah. Yeah. And, and then, you know, uh lastly I just wanted to get your thoughts on Naomi Osaka. And yeah. what she's been doing, um, I'm just like, wow, super impressed, you know, right? put uh, representing us on, on that stage and um, putting her, I guess, image on the line mm-hmm. and uh, bringing awareness to, uh, you know, the recent uh, killings, uh, cops murdering black people in, in America. What What do you think about that? Or how did you feel when you see... When you saw her, um, I just was like, "You go, girl!" <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah, you go, girl. Um, I'm sure the it's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, putting her image on the line, mm-hmm. absolutely. But she kind of made it an even more powerful statement by winning. You know, yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So, and I'm sure she was. I mean, she's an extremely hard worker and super dedicated. Um, so I think she had like a strong. Like mental. you said, um, like you said, you, you said if you felt it was your duty. Yeah. Maybe yeah, she felt she that pro- too. She I felt that so. it was her duty yeah. probably. To be the bridge. As yeah. You as well, so. And she does it so Japanese. Yes. Like in a Japanese way. Yes, she does. Which is really cool because she's basically representing Japan mm. in that sense too. Um, but also like such a beacon of hope, right? Mm. For all the uh, POC or mixed kids, mixed race uh, youth. Um, and just to have something, this kind of message that can be a little harsh or uncomfortable, um, just to put that out there or represent it in such a graceful way. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that's the best way to get a message across. Um, so yeah, like she's just going up from here. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So are you? Gamarimasu. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You got any last questions, uh, uh, Crystal? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I just wish you like the best of luck. And thank all you. Your, like, you too. Thank we you. share so many things we in do common. Even more than we were able to talk about, I feel mm. like, in the um, interview. But yeah, for sure. Super fun. Yes. Good times. Good times. Glad this happened. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank too. you for reaching out. Yes, 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 yes. Thank all right. You. So, yeah, that wraps it up for Tokyo Speaks. Uh, you can. Uh, check this out this will be out in a few days thursday i want to say and um yeah we're on all podcast streaming platforms instagram twitter if you want to follow the podcast there thank you crystal k thank you so much for having me i had a lovely time (laughs) thank you janique nicole thank Thank you so much for reaching out and just allowing me to have this opportunity i really appreciate it that's what it's about (laughs) so it's about stay safe stay safe wear Wear a mask mask. (laughs) (laughs) and be kind yes be kind yeah (laughs) all right later take care